0: Brent and Nicole, Brent and Nicole, doing a podcast, put you on a pod blast. Brent and Nicole, Brent and Nicole, good while it lasts while they doing a podcast. TBA. Hey, Nicole, what's up? Hey, Brent, what's up with you? Nothing much. Just yeah. Just
1: got your
0: dog in my lap. No big deal.
1: I was going to say same until you said that, because I don't have her in my life. No, Otherwise, no I would have yeah. two dogs. But you totally should.
0: Yeah. When we, like, monetize the podcast, <laughs> you can buy a new dog yourself.
1: Okay. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. Well, welcome, uh, faithful listeners, to the third episode of TBA.
1: Yay, Fred we've Nicole. made it this far. Yeah.
0: Two episodes are actually out now. We're we to got a real routine of, like, releasing them the same week we record them. Or within the same week. Because before, you know, there's like, a two-week yeah. time. but. What are
1: you doing? Know. just gonna be really distracting.
0: <laughs> How are you? How have you been?
1: Um, I've been good. Yeah, I had a pretty okay weekend. Mm-hmm. Did a bunch of research about
0: truck stops and trucking. Fun. Yeah. yeah, I so I was in Cincinnati this weekend. Um, and on the yeah. way down. Yeah, how'd that go? It was good. So the the festival itself, I'm not gonna name names. Uh, is kind of a joke. <laughs> kind of like that's why year, you're not naming yeah, names. Yeah, yeah. It was like the <laughs> third year of a festival, but it was very, very, um, just unorganized. Like it was it was mm. just very sloppy. Um. Not very big turnout, so yeah, it wasn't the best in the world. But Cincinnati is a good city, you know. I yeah. liked exploring downtown a little bit. Uh, stayed and watched the Bengals game, uh, which they lost handily. So that was always fun. Yeah, um, yeah, it was good. On the way back home to Louisville, I noticed a lot of truck stops, some of which where uh, they were bro- they were not broken down. They were run down they were abandoned oh yeah yeah they saw like signs for them and everything, but they were abandoned yeah
1: what highway was this uh i-71 okay yeah. well if i'm take a trip if i have time to yep. do that that'd be interesting to look yeah
0: but what, what fun research yeah i'm excited stuff? yeah and i like mean i have like books. 10 books yeah <laughs>
1: they're all sitting there with like little sticky things all over the pages and stuff yeah i spent like most of my last like two, three years of undergrad in a truck stop in Mount Vernon to do all my homework and write all my papers. The truck stops are like also, also my dad is a truck driver. So like it's a whole thing.
0: Personal connection to truck stops. Yeah.
1: yeah. <clears throat> but anyway,
0: I mean, you mentioned reading is a perfect segue into our topic for That's today. That's true. It really is. Yeah. So talking about reading in graduate school. Reading, Yay. Reading, so much reading. of it. Um, I, I, I don't know how non-English majors are, but reading is important regardless. I mean, I know mm-hmm. we are reading every day, pretty much nonstop, but for everybody else, do you think people read as much as we do? I'm not going to pass judgment, but they have to, right?
1: I think that they probably do different kinds of reading.
0: Sure, yeah. Maybe
1: not as much, but they definitely do different kinds in mm-hmm. different disciplines. Yeah. Um, Like a science article is not the same as like something we would read so for like, theory or all. something, yeah. you know? Um. And I think we're more inclined to to enjoy reading than a lot of other people because so many people just don't enjoy it at all. Like they actively avoid it, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know.
0: Plenty of people have told me that they, you know, I'm just not a good reader Mm -hmm. or like same way with writing. I'm not a good writer, but you're not born a good reader. I mean, Mm -mm. I think there's definitely some, some nurture involved in there, you know, parents or, you know, who you're raised around, you know. Being at your local library or whatever in yeah. elementary school, but you're not you're not born a reader. You know, it, yeah. it's kind of a myth that someone is born out the womb predispositioned to be a great reader or writer. Yeah, exactly. They're both very they're, they're myths. They're not true. Yeah, readers.
1: no. The only probably one of the main reason I enjoy reading and writing at all is because I had family members who encouraged me to mm-hmm. do those things. Like they read to me when I was a kid. I started reading really early at like age three. Yeah. Um. So that was just a huge part of my identities like starting out yeah. because of my family though, not because I was born that way. Right. Yeah. I feel <laughs> the
0: same way. My mom always read to me when we were younger. Um, when yeah. I was younger, she was younger too, I guess mm-hmm. that's how age works. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, 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 helped me out a lot. That's what kind of, that is what predisposed me to being a good reader, not genetics or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I was always big into reading elementary school. Yeah. Um, not heavy lit theory, just um, no you know, normal things. Harry Potter, uh, Goosebumps, <laughs> and then eventually Stephen King. But maybe Club, never <laughs> read that, actually. Is that you? Yeah. yeah, no, that's me. I didn't assume you <laughs> like, were reading
1: that. <laughs> However, they're good books.
0: <laughs> I, I can only imagine. Now I'm gonna alternate between watching Buffy and reading. <laughs> so just learn my, a
1: lot about Young Nicole <laughs> <laughs> slash Still Nicole. Cut out
0: me. <clears throat> but yeah, um, I mean, reading it, it's daunting. It yeah. can be very difficult. But, but it, it's something you
1: have to practice at.
0: Right, yeah. You, it doesn't have to be incredibly difficult, and it, it shouldn't be. It mm-hmm. should, You should get some kind of enjoyment out of it, even if it's the heavy lit theory that I keep mentioning in a negative way. I mean,
1: I'm mean, i not going to say you have to enjoy everything you read, because that would be no, unrealistic. definitely not. I don't enjoy everything I read. No. There was a lot of stuff about like mechanics of trucks in those books, and I was like, I'm not going to read
0: that part. <laughs> is that not what you're <laughs> Not about of, no. fixing a truck?
1: <laughs> no. No. <laughs> um, But there are definitely strategies that can assist us. Because, like, what would you say your average reading per week load thing is?
0: Hmm. So we're pretty much the same. Yeah, it's valid. Um, But, let's see, maybe 40 pages a Mm. day for 604, Mm -hmm. right? And that's a a
1: two-day-a-week class.
0: Sure, yeah. Um, For 601... It, it varies because mm-hmm. the, the assignment load varies but I know for this week it's about 50 pages yeah. I think um, which is ugh, yeah, that's no fun and then for my creative writing class it's normally um, multiple chapters of a book or poems or whatever per week and that's not including research I do myself which I'm yeah. getting into as well yeah so what about you I mean I know for spatial rhetoric is a pretty daunting
1: the reading um yeah especially the last few weeks we're coming to the end of the books that we have to read because Mm -hmm. at the beginning we were reading about three scholarly articles uh, like per week and it's one day a week so um but like the past few weeks been reading like whole entire books Mm -hmm. and they're not like novels they're like theory stuff Um, so like the one I have to have done for tomorrow actually is 230 pages okay. ish.
0: you've read 225,
1: right? Sure. Yeah. yeah right there. Totally. Okay. Um, but that brings us <laughs> back to the strategies <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. But
0: what do you, what do you normally do and how do you normally like tackle something that hefty?
1: I cry. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> no.
0: Um, a good, like two hours of crying <laughs> and some pre-reading. Yeah. But no, like, I mean, how, how do you normally go about it?
1: Um, I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm really bad at procrastinating okay. and I don't obviously encourage procrastination, but that's just who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be better. I promise. <laughs> um, but so I have to read quickly and I also believe that when people say read quickly, they don't mean actually read. <laughs>
0: no, cool. that's, a, that's almost like an oxymoron. Exactly. Reading yeah, Speed especially- reading
1: is not a skill that is useful for grad school, and a lot of other things, no. it's something you... It's really hard to retain that information that you are speed reading, okay? Like, there's a bunch of things on the internet where you can, like, see how fast you can read 300 words. Really? But are you going to memorize those 300 <laughs> words?
0: Wait, how do they test that on the internet?
1: It's like a timing thing.
0: Okay, but how do you prove that you've actually read it? Well, I mean, it's, like, it's just done? for
1: you. It's not like like oh, yeah.
0: a competition. <laughs>
1: I'm well, sure I there just... is a competition yeah, somewhere, right.
0: but yeah.
1: <laughs> you're just trying to, like... <laughs> You know, assess your own skills, I guess. Um, So it's only going to hurt you if you lie about it, (laughs) right?
0: Compulsive liar. (laughs) Speed, I read like, I don't know, like 400 words a second, pretty much. Damn. And I'm pretty impressive, yeah.
1: Yeah, that is impressive.
0: But yeah, I mean, I think quick reading or speed reading could, you know, be okay, be appropriate for like, I don't know. A pulpy novel that you're reading on vacation. Yeah. Right, but, but for like heavy.
1: And you are more likely school, to yeah. read that faster because right. you're like devouring it because you're into it. Sure. You're not going to read a novel on vacation unless you really want to, True. right? Yeah. So, but whenever it comes to class reading and you're just like, I don't care what this dead white well, yeah. guy says, I mean, you should care, probably. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, I
0: guess
1: so. <clears throat> um, you need to like retain. At least some part of the information. Right. Specifically the most important parts. Yes.
0: But what are the most important parts? I, I mean, don't know, Brent. You tell
1: me. So, I have to read this book for tomorrow. I guess okay, so we're gonna
0: make this real quick, right? I'm gonna tell you <laughs> the gist of it and leave. Um yeah, I mean the most important parts for me, you always kind of look through the introduction and the conclusion. Yes. This is these are pretty like basic kind of strategies. I yes. think reading if you have an academic article or a chapter in a journal or a chapter in a book, whatever, reading the introduction. Reading the conclusion and then looking through the subheadings to Mm -hmm. see—that's a very quick skim. You can look into. Um, For me, what feels most important is what's included in the introduction and the conclusion. I mean, those are the big talking points of the essay. That's what the author, most likely a dead white man, uh, is going to want to talk about. But topic sentences, the first paragraphs—those are always more important for me. Those are what I I look at. Um, And to be perfectly honest. You said that you're going to be into a novel when you read that quickly. Mm -hmm. If I'm into um, an article, I'm going to read that more quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, And I will definitely look at that quicker, or I will look at that more often than I'll look at something that I'm not interested in. Yeah. Yeah. Which is normal, I think. Definitely. Um, Yeah. So you you cannot be interested in everything. Uh, There's going to be things that you read that you're not going to like. And that—that's just you kind of have to do it, right? Being in, in academia, being in graduate yeah. school, it, you can't really avoid that. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. And one thing, so you mentioned like topic sentences and mm-hmm. intro conclusion stuff, and that's that's pretty the go-to things. Like those are the things that are going to matter, right? Um, but like those also—if you okay. So when going to read something, especially in your own discipline. I think that almost, like, the best way to think about this is, like, how you would have written an article like this. Mm -hmm. Um, So if, like, you're writing an MRAD paper, like, introduction, methods, result, analysis, discussion, like, that kind of thing, you can automatically tell, especially if you've already written one of those papers, you can tell where, like, the juicy good stuff is going to be in that thing that you're reading for class. Right. So if you think about it in terms of, like, the way you write being the way you read, I think that's helpful. I was
0: just going to say that reading and writing often go yeah. hand in hand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially with, with more thick things like this mm-hmm. and more like hefty, um, you know, think pieces or, you know, think articles, whatever. Uh, yeah. But you definitely have to, if you have an idea of how those are written. And yeah. Especially in practice makes perfect, especially in things like this. So, I mean, I know when I was a freshman in undergraduate studies, I tried to read every single thing. Mm-hmm. And granted, my work. My course level was a little lighter than mm-hmm. i didn't have to read as much as I do now. But still, even then, it was almost impossible to do it. I mean, you, you can't read everything. And, and most of the professors in grad school will tell you that. Um, you should definitely make the the genuine effort to read <laughs> something in every article that you're assigned. Um, but it's it's impossible to read every word on every page. And it's, it's doubly impossible to retain all of that.
1: Yeah, definitely. So... <clears throat> a lot of what we've already talked about is that whole don't read linear thing, read strategically. Mm -hmm. Um, And another thing, like another way to think of that strategy is like read with a purpose. So, especially if you've been in the class for a few weeks. So you get like kind of how discussion goes. You get what the professor's going to like pay attention to you know you gotta you gotta use the system in your favor but so you can say like okay well generally you always want to know what the author's like general thesis is right like what is the purpose of this article but then also thinking about and this brings in that whole critical lens thing that a lot of people are uncomfortable doing especially when they're first starting in a discipline of like okay well you can say this author is wrong especially if you're looking at it in the scope of the general conversation and mm-hmm. the things you've read in previously for this class. Like, right. okay, so Mr. Smith says this. Don't say Mr. <laughs> um, but, like, this this guy says this, but then that contradicts with what this lady said over here. Um, and then that's, like, a good way to start a conversation, too. Yep. And it shows that you're actually thinking about the material. And also, you don't have to have read every single word to no. be able to do that.
0: Right. <laughs> I, I think it was Rachel who mentioned this in the last episode that um, – we will often make, like, talking points. Mm-hmm. I know me, personally, like, I will, per, I will intentionally write things down in my notes that I know I want to bring up in class because I think it will elicit a good conversation or I think, it, yeah. you know, it's applicable for what we've been talking about lately. So that yeah, that's another thing is when you're discussing it in class, I think, or when you're talking about the things you've read, it's good to have at least that one kernel of knowledge yeah. that you can hold on to. And, it, and that proves you read it, even if you only read minimally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I feel like there's, there's so much pressure often to talk in class and you feel like you have to have these huge things to say. And I fall victim to that <laughs> theory also, especially in my spatial rhetoric class, honestly, like it's half PhD students. And I'm like, yo,
0: yeah, like you, you, have to you say run something.
1: with it. No, I, and, well, oh, I feel no, like so, I should okay. say something. And yeah. usually I am pretty talkative, as you can see in this podcast. <laughs> um, but like, I don't feel comfortable talking in that class, probably yeah. because like all of the dynamics that are happening there and a bunch of stuff. Um but then I also feel like I don't understand anything that's going on. Like there's ten minute like sections where people are talking and I'm like, but that wasn't in the like, mm-hmm. what? How did you get that from this?
0: Where is this coming um, from?
1: And that's when I think Asking questions, like you can ask questions of the text, and you can ask questions about people's understandings of the text, yeah. because that's what actually makes the conversation. Exactly. So don't be afraid to question. No,
0: and everyone if you, else. If you question didn't everything. understand, <laughs> if you didn't understand something, that's okay. I mean, I've read so many things in like undergraduate studies, graduate school, high school. Like, why well, am I reading this? What mm. What am I trying to get from this? And if you don't understand it, that's most of them. That's okay. Because if, yeah. if it's done, like a discussion based. Uh, setting especially then yeah that's going to you know create conversation like that's gonna yeah. that's gonna be the spark I didn't get that okay well I did so yeah yeah you just kept teaching
1: it. moments <laughs> and you know you learn a lot through teaching something someone else something um but well wow. yeah that
0: was, that was beautiful. <laughs>
1: really articulate
0: <laughs> this is a future um, professor of America
1: like here, <laughs> thanks ladies and gentlemen. uh anyway <laughs> so okay so we kind of get how we approach the actual, like, how are we going to read the text? So what about note-taking? Do you take notes? Mm-hmm. Do you write in the books? Because so many people oh, have, like, gosh. opinions on that, you know? Oh, yeah. So tell me. Tell me yeah. about that.
0: Well, so in undergraduate studies, I was very, like, I'm not going to write in this book. This is precious. <laughs> Someone paid, you know, good money, me, for this textbook. Like, I have this in my hand. I'm not going to write it up. I do that now. Kind uh, of, I really can't avoid it. I'm more likely to write in something that is not a piece of fiction. Clearly, I have, mm. um, I have a hierarchy. Value. That, yeah, yeah. I, I put value on fiction that I don't put on anything else. That's but interesting. I'm more likely to mark up a piece of nonfiction, like a textbook, than I am actual fiction. Um, so if I I do that, but I also will take notes in longhand. Like, okay. So I don't like to take notes on the computer. Normally, mm-hmm. I like to write my thoughts out. I feel like it just helps me comprehend it more. There's probably some study that um, confirms that belief somewhere. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I mean, there's They're... tons of stuff about taking notes and stuff. Um, I have never had an aversion to writing in books. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I don't destroy them, obviously, mm. but if you pick up any book on that bookshelf, it's probably going to have something <laughs> written in it. And I also really love used books, so really? I actually yeah. seek out mm-hmm. books that have been written in. yeah because I feel like it adds like another dimension to this text because look at these people who read it before me sometimes they're, they're kind of
0: they're kind of lame and
1: it's just really weird commenting oh, man, but I it also like it's kind of fun you know it's yeah. like a journey um,
0: <laughs> it's a magical journey as soon as Nicole walks into bookstores she just goes crazy is this written in can I read like I mean, yeah, yeah. kind of <laughs> <laughs> so don't take me to bookstores <laughs> What is it that you that you write in the books? I mean, just kind of general okay. response, or do you, I mean, circle or underline things? Yeah,
1: I usually don't write, like, tons of actual words. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll write, like... My fridge is making weird noises. <laughs> um, I'll write, like, one or two words. Like, if I find, like, a really good point, I'll star it. Or mm-hmm. um, I do a lot of, like side marking so I don't actually underline the sentences very often but I make a line next to the section in like the main margin on the side Mm -hmm. um and then that just points me to like I noticed something about this or I'll write like thesis (laughs) in the article (laughs) like (laughs) margins right yeah (laughs) like this is their point (laughs) um or like I'll maybe number like their different points that they make Mm -hmm. and the different kinds of evidence they use um and that's really helpful when I'm going back like during class when I'm trying to like okay, so identify where it was that I found something, obviously. Yeah, right. And then also like when someone sometimes professors are like, So what was the purpose of this text? Well it's on Pull page it three <laughs>
0: in the third Actually, paragraph. This
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I used to highlight a lot. Uh-huh. And now I don't highlight lot, like much at all. Okay. Um, I think it does look pretty though. <laughs> a lot
0: of people who have like color coordinated.
1: Yeah, I don't, so, like, I'm not organized enough for that. Blue <laughs> is like
0: this thing, purple is that thing. Yeah. So I wish funny. I
1: was. You I wish it? I
0: was, but it's I'm not.
1: Um, I barely use my planner, right? But, <laughs> um.
0: So you say used to, have you moved away from highlighting?
1: Yes. And I think that's a lot because highlighting is almost, it's kind of more passive than mm-hmm. actually like writing in a text with pen. I right. hate pencil. I don't use pencil ever, but. So yeah. I've, and pro pencil. I can't. This is the big debate uh, that we're. Gonna it's have. the feel <laughs> of like the. No, I can't. The graphite on the paper. It's just not my thing. Um, but yeah, so I feel like actually having to write a word or even just like, you know, make a bracket on a certain sentence right. is more active than you just running a felt tip marker thing in a pretty yeah, pink that's color. True. Um, i mean the color this it, is it cool. does make
0: me feel good yeah no and it's kind of right? nice yeah
1: and i'm not downing anyone who does do that mm-hmm. and it probably works especially if you got it color coded like crazy good for you yeah. but it's just not my thing much yeah. anymore because I, I realize i retain way more if i'm not actually holding a highlighter and i'm holding mm-hmm. a pen instead because yeah. then i can also write down notes in That's a notebook yeah. and such but yeah
0: no, i mean i tend to do a little bit of both especially for academic writing um, I, will, I will use a little bit of highlighter i normally i have like a system right so I highlight something mm-hmm. uh if I I know that that feels important to mm-hmm. me but I'll also kind of supplement with underlines and brackets or boxes uh in creative writing I have to comment on everybody's paper yeah. like via hand so I do I do do that often uh so I'll draw like smiley faces or like lols Sad faces, yeah, because that that helps me, especially if I'm trying to, like, analyze the emotion that a piece is giving me, so a lot of LOLs or ha-ha, you know, depending on how funny it is, right? Yeah. Um, More ha's or less ha's.
1: I do, I I do reactions a lot, but... I mean, I don't read, I don't, I haven't, like, done a creative writing class in forever, so I haven't, like, you mm-hmm. know, given feedback in that way, and whenever I'm giving feedback in the Writing Center, it's definitely not the same thing, yeah, obviously. You're going to LOL at someone's, like, No, because you totally don't know <laughs> me as a person. You're not going to get why I think that's funny. You'll be insulted, probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, so, like, in the article that I just read for our 604 class mm-hmm. tomorrow, <laughs> like, I made a comment, because I, I was doing it which is another thing we can talk about, like e-readers versus like paperbacks Mm -hmm. and stuff. But anyway, like I made a comment in like Adobe, whatever, and was like, "WTF did I write this?" (laughs) Like, because it was just so much me. And then like earlier in another book I was reading, I was like, "Oh no." uh, Yeah,
0: I'll do some WTFs every now and then. Yeah, it's a lot of that. No, not really. Or like I disagree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is also like looking back on it, that is a. That's a genuine emotion. Like, yeah. I'm feeling that moment, so I, I will be able to, like, re-feel yeah. that emotion. If I, You're conversing
1: yeah. with the text. Yeah, exactly. Like, you and, and the myself. text are having a conversation at yeah. that point, and yeah. it also is more likely for you to remember it later. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, okay, so where do you fall on the paper and pen thing versus, you know,
0: electronic? Right, right. So I have uh, a Kindle that I use mm-hmm. for class and for, you know, a few fiction books. Um, if, I, if I'm buying textbooks, more often than not, I... Now we'll go to paperback because they're cheaper, and I'm, yeah. I'm cheap. Uh, but also paperback, I mean, I can kind of write on it, write on hand. Uh, it doesn't bother me any. Uh, but for our like super lengthy articles that we read for class, I never print those out. Yeah, I think many people do now, but that is all e-read, uh, and that's fine. I mean, I, I don't, I don't bother it, or it, it doesn't bother me, um, and I, I will take notes longhand because Kindle, it's not, it's not very easy to make notes on like a PDF file on the Kindle. Or if it is, I haven't found it out. So.
1: Yeah, I use Adobe on my Kindle. Okay. Um, so what I do in that whole realm, I don't like getting actual books. Electronically, one because I'm a book hoarder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and two, like, I just really enjoy having like being surrounded by books. My dad, like, said that I should, like, next time I move, just send my books back to home to my mother so I didn't have to move them all again. And I was like, uh, no.
0: <laughs> I wish I could say that there were like towers of books just surrounding us right now, but it's it, it's it's subtle. Yeah, no, the, yeah, we're, we're the in the, a non book room.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> maybe that should be my new layout. Okay, anyway, just, just, um, just literally, my Hot furniture thing. is books. <laughs> Um, and I yell a at people who sit of... on them.
0: <laughs> Did you see I'm doing work there? What are you doing? That is not a couch. That is my, my book <laughs> boarding space.
1: But, yeah, so, like, basically if I have to actually have, like, a text of any kind, like, a longer, you know, book or whatever, um, or anthology, anything, mm-hmm. that's not an article, like, a one-off article, um, I buy it, like, mm-hmm. an actual physical copy. But... I, I prefer having paper article things, but one, it's just, like, not cost effective to print out a bajillion no, pages of, of articles not. a week. Right. And two, you're killing a lot of trees, and three, that's a lot to carry around, you know? <laughs>
0: so, paper adds up. Paper yeah. light.
1: Yeah, and if you look over in this corner, is like, notebooks that I've had for, like, the last four years, yeah. and, like, huge, what do you call them, like, like yeah, they're basically like binders yeah. full of like old printouts that I think are handy yep. still. Like a bunch of lit theory stuff back there. Um, but yeah, so like I like having physical copies of things, but it's just not realistic.
0: No, in today's society especially. you know, I'm yeah. not going to have.
1: No. But
0: I do the same thing. I don't throw away many folders. I keep a yeah. lot of like um, feedback on creative writing pieces that people have given me. Mm-hmm. I don't really throw those away. So eventually, I'm going to have to have a conversation with myself. Right. Right now, now, it's only
1: like one tote thing. No, exactly. But, yeah, uh, if it gets to, you know
0: <laughs> more than that. Then maybe you can kind of. i are gonna to get a fine.
1: filing cabinet soon because really? I've I've wanted a filing cabinet for a while because yeah. I feel like that would just make my life better. But eh, yeah, that, that's that's just awesome. gonna turn into yeah. seven filing cabinets. <laughs> so that's a lot more than a tote. <laughs> yeah,
0: but and you know. No, I don't know. And then they make they make cool noises when you pull them out, right? I mean make yeah. academic noises. Yeah, and yeah. it makes
1: me feel like I'm a news like paper Ooh, yeah. person. Right from if like
0: working in like the seventies. Or, <laughs> or, or the seventies. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
1: Um
0: keeping all your important documents. Yeah. Oh, she's gonna whine friends. at you if you she stop petting her. Okay. Yeah, she
1: was gonna about to whine. Okay. She is really needy. Now I know. My dog has issues. Um, but I know that there's like actual research behind like actually doing it like note, like taking notes and annotating physically. That's it's more beneficial.
0: Yeah. But
1: again, a lot of people don't do that. And I don't, like, as long as your system works for you and you're learning what you need to learn and you're, you know, being efficient and stuff, then that's all that really matters. Don't
0: let, don't let people tell you what to do. (laughs) Find what you know that you can do and roll with it. I mean, don't feel that you have to cater your style to anybody else. Like, you know, you do you, whatever. Yeah. Um, We have things that work for us, might not work for everybody else. And that, that's cool. I mean, there Mm -hmm. are like, very like some organizations have like prescribed ways to read, yeah. which
1: and some disciplines, yeah, may. Like, right. we're coming from English where English is or reading is sort of individualistic in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, where like you know, you read a text the way you read it, and it's actually beneficial to the class right. conversation yeah. if you have something different. Um, but if you're you know in a scientific discipline i'm i'm just kind of generalizing i don't i don't do that kind of thing
0: um but we haven't done science i haven't done science in four or five years
1: yeah yeah a long time
0: (laughs) people bring in like science papers to us in the writing center and i know for me i'm just kind of like all right i'll look at this for grammar but if you want me to tell you you know if your science is accurate man that's not for me no
1: and that's not what the writing center does so it's okay (laughs) (laughs) okay so we've talked about like physical hoarding of materials Uh so do you use any like You mentioned EndNote at some point. Yeah. How do you feel about that?
0: Uh, I don't know how to use EndNotes. Uh, I've heard EndNote is very, very nice. Um, Yeah. But thinking like, if I'm writing a paper, Mm -hmm. so I will typically uh, get the articles that I find or that Mm -hmm. I need. You know, it'll be in hard copies, like hard textbooks or online on the wonderful databases that, you know, most universities in America have to offer their students. Uh, I sit on those for a little while. You know, that's like... That's my success right there is yeah. finding documents first. And then process. I'm like, you know what? I'm good, man. I can flip this off for another couple more days. <laughs> um, but and then I will go through them. Most of those are online. And if I if I feel like I need to pick those up and print them out and kind of have them hard copy, I'll print them out. Uh, most of the time I can just kind of skim them on my computer or my Kindle, um, find the information that I need. And then the reading process of the, the research is normally finished by then. I mean, I'll, mm-hmm. of course, if I feel like I'm missing something, I'll go back. And look at something else, and try to find more bits of research from. You know, what do you articles? do with the
1: things that you find in the articles that you like are going to work for you? Do you put them in a word document, or uh, do you ooh. highlight them? I or? normally like
0: I will highlight them okay. on uh, the PDF file on yeah. my computer, and take notes uh, on the side, and kind mm-hmm. of show myself where you know where I'm finding this piece of information. Yeah. But yeah, when I'm going back and actually want to like either cite them directly or paraphrase, whichever I would yeah. like, see the highlight. I'm like, okay, Brent past Brent thought that was a good idea for future Brent to look at. So yeah, yeah.
1: that's the same way I think of myself.
0: <laughs> Passing yeah.
1: Yep. You yeah, know, I do something similar and it depends on like the project and also how long I procrastinated. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, yeah. So like talking about it again,
0: mm.
1: like people kept talking about that, like the first few weeks we found out about the same Heard time probably. Yeah. And like Louisville lets us download it for free or yeah. whatever. Um, and I ended up, like, watching, like, two minutes of the YouTube video. But mm-hmm. then after that, it was pretty intuitive. Yeah. So especially the online platform, Yeah. the downloaded one doesn't have that great of an interface. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the online
0: mm-hmm.
1: is handy. And I've, like, done a... all of my research stuff yeah. for my
0: two main projects You right have now. to show this to me after we I will. this. Because, I yeah, I I'm yeah. feel like I'm behind. Yeah, so we both have a paper due the same day, actually. So mm-hmm. not next Wednesday, but the Wednesday, no. Oh, don't talk about this. Okay. But, I mean, how, <laughs> how do you feel? I mean, is this... The kind of the trajectory that you're on with the same kind of research, or do, do graduate school papers feel any different to you? Do you go about them in the same way? Does that hmm. make
1: sense? <laughs> I feel like I'm using the same process that I've always used, but that was already a flawed process. Mm-hmm. That, like, really revolves around procrastination. Like, procrastination is, like, heavily tied to my method of writing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it can be a bad thing. It's not always a bad thing, I don't think. Because it's not that I'm never thinking... I'm not thinking at all about the things that I'm going to have to write about in a week or whatever. I do a lot of mental, like, consolidating and, like, organization and stuff. And then... So like usually I like start with the research. I find my sources and then again like you said
0: I sit on them for yes. a while. Have um, a drink, you know. Oh, good job.
1: <laughs> I am so productive. <laughs> um, and then sometimes I'll do like a preliminary outline, especially if I know, especially if I know I'm gonna wait until the last <laughs> minute to write it. Um, <laughs> because you have to like know yourself well enough to like make sure you're still successful regardless yeah. if you are flawed and horrible like I am
0: um <laughs> oh no uh, everybody tweet to Nicole tell her she's not flawed please
1: don't and horrible. <laughs> um, but like <laughs> um, I don't know I feel like the main difference is just expectations and I think those are both expectations I like I'm applying to myself and externally like right. from professors and things like that I just now got looked at the feedback that I got on the first actual research-esque paper that mm-hmm. I did, and it was for spatial rhetoric. Yeah. He did feedback on that, like, 12 days ago. I did not look at it until last night because I was so terrified. Oh, Got geez. an A. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I so was terrified.
0: So you were aware of the existence of it. You just didn't look yeah. at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and that's um, that's very normal. Yeah. I yeah, because I,
1: I'm, I'm a perfectionist, and that's a lot of where my procrastination comes from, mm-hmm. um, which is just stupid like that's a contradiction but <laughs> whatever <laughs> like why wait forever if i'm yeah. terrified of not doing it perfectly <laughs> my brain you know um people
0: have different different ways moral yeah. of the, the episode is that people people do things their own way
1: yeah i think that's just the moral of life right <laughs> yeah right go
0: your own way listen to what sleep max said just go your own a-
1: way <laughs> but generally i feel like reading at least for like The English pathways is very similar to what I did in undergrad. Writing is kind of like the same way. It's just on a different level. I expect more from myself. I am more like other people expect more from me. So, it's just dealing with all of that. It's a mm-hmm. lot of pressure, and it's mostly <laughs> placed Self- on myself. Self-pressure. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> it's normal. You know, I, th- I think some pr- self-pressure is healthy sometimes.
1: Yeah, um, unless yeah. you have like a mental breakdown. But yeah. But yeah. yeah. But
0: you know what? Who's going to keep you in check if not your own mental breakdowns, right?
1: You know, that's true. That's the only way I know I'm alive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the pain makes Nicole feel. Yeah. Uh, so, do you want to talk about some of like the, the other strategies we kind of research on our own and kind of see how valid they are, how different they are than we yeah. have ourselves? Yeah.
1: I don't know, because a lot of what I found, I do a lot of that already. Yeah. Because it was kind of just, like, again, like, us talking about how to read, it's very individualistic for the of most course, part, you know? Yeah. So, like, all these institutions and these websites and stuff can tell you a bunch of ways. And they, and they may be helpful, but you have to try them, and then you're probably going to learn they don't work for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. But, like, if you, like, do an amalgamation of those things, I think that works the best.
0: Right, yeah. I don't think anyone should be expected to kind of find one article that tells them how to read and then follow yeah. that correctly because it, it, you have to cater to your own Yeah, thing. exactly.
1: So, Nothing is going to be like a once,
0: no, like a not once at all. for you all kind of thing. No, You have to keep trying it out. Yeah. Yeah, it's very fluid. Uh, I know APA, the what's the, same? the American Psychological Association, right? Yep. Okay, cool. That Look at that.
1: nice little yeah, thing APA. there. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: So they recommend to do something called SQ3R, which is survey – question read recite and review um so they're they're big on like pre and post reading as opposed to the actual in like reading act itself uh which i think is it can be helpful mm-hmm. i mean i think pre reading uh i don't i don't do too much pre reading i don't think not in the way they But kind what do they it. so
1: explain pre reading
0: Yeah so i think for them uh their what they call the survey was they wanted you to kind of take a look at it first, so they they want to like. Look yes. Over the no, it exists. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. This, this thing, I have to read this. This is an assignment I must do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think like looking over the headings is what they mean for that. Um, just kind of like yeah. looking at like the the typographical differences that it yeah. has. So I mean, you know, if something's like bold or something's italicized, it's probably going to be more important most of the time. Um, that's what they kind of prescribed, and then based on that skimming, they want you to question it, which feels very it just feels like a lot to mm-hmm. me uh but if this works people you know teach their own if they i wanna... feel
1: like looking at the text is something almost everyone does intuitively though sure because i always yeah. scroll through a pdf before yeah. i read it all because one right. i want to know how long it is exactly <laughs> and two i want to know like exactly how like what i'm getting myself into yeah so that's just being aware right i think
0: and uh, so I th- uh, to me it just feels like they're they're pre-reading the survey and the questioning feels very in depth but i think most people Do that, Yeah,
1: and And they just don't think about what they're doing. So, I mean, there's something to be said about them labeling it and being conscious of it. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, but so for them and their little acronym they have, only one letter is for actual reading. So they have read, uh, read, check and look for your answers to the questions you've made. And after that, then they want you to recite it. So recite, this is is what kind of struck me. I made the same face that Nicole's making right now, kind of like, what? Uh, They want you to kind of like answer your own questions out loud, Um. almost as if you're like trying to memorize it like you're yeah. in like a, a, a game of jeopardy or something. Yeah. yeah. So that, that feels odd to me. I've never, I've never once done that. I don't think. Yeah,
1: Something to be said for this is it's coming from APA, right, which is yeah. social sciences mm-hmm. and like science stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, so they do care a lot about, I mean, I don't, don't want to say care a lot, but they do care about you having that stuff on top of your brain and like yeah, memorizing course. it to a certain extent. Right. Um, so that makes sense, and also I guess there's parts of English where you memorize things
0: like yeah, words so. matter. Yeah, yeah, um, but I feel like in most cases that we've come across now, it's going to be very rare that you're not going to have the text in front of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially I mean, we don't have any kind of exams. That I yeah. So again, yet. it so, depends
1: on your discipline. Yeah,
0: right. So I mean, if you have exams, of course, it's going to be more helpful to you to kind of review and yeah. recite. Uh, but for English, especially if you're writing a paper, you're going to have that in front of you anyway. Yeah, it's been so, a while
1: since I read a text for a test. No, I can't remember the last time I had
0: a test. It had to have been something I'm senior year of undergrad but I don't even remember it must not and have I feel been. like I
1: probably did about the same thing though
0: what kind of like looked over and try to memorize it yourself or you no, mean like I you don't do memorize it thing?
1: but like basically the same way I read text now I think I've always read text that way right or at least yeah. since undergrad you know start yeah. of that but mm-hmm. that's I don't know that's interesting yeah I can see its value in other disciplines sure. and if you have like a specific kind of purpose for yourself in learning this like information like you right. have to do something with it immediately afterwards yeah so.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think whatever whichever way you feel you can have a good grasp on what the text is trying to say, that's what you should do. And I think yeah. overall, that's the most important part for me is to not thinking about what he or she says on page six, yeah. but thinking about what they wanted to do for the essay as a whole and kind of understanding their point, understanding the main message or are trying yeah. to get across. Like know. if you're
1: reading numbers and statistics, I had a sociology class. Like one of the last years that I was an undergrad, where I did have to, like, maybe it wasn't last year's, but like I had to remember statistics and dates and oh, stuff. Man. And I was yeah. like, this is not gonna go well. <laughs> it didn't go well. Oh, um,
0: actually, <laughs> actually, I think
1: that was sophomore year. I think I dropped that class.
0: Yeah, good for you.
1: Yeah. It, It was a religion class. Oh man! It was a religion class, and they wanted me to memorize pope names and dates and stuff. And it was
0: like one. I'm not
1: here for this. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm literally not going to be here for this
0: anymore. (laughs) That's actually going to lead me to my next question: What what is your worst experience about like paper writing? Let's like humanize us. Paper writing or reading? Mm, Let's go reading for the yeah. So like something that didn't click to you, or let's let's think terrible Uh, reading experience for Nicole.
1: Okay. We will get deep here, because okay. this is the first thing that like popped in my head. Um, during my capstone course in undergrad, which is basically the class you take at the end of your specific major study stuff, mm-hmm. um, it was working class lit, and so we read a lot of working class fiction, obviously, and so we were supposed to read a book called Bastard Out of Carolina, I think is the title of it, it's by Dorothy Allison, it's on my bookshelf over there. <laughs> Because, again, i buy every text. <laughs> um, but, like, that book actually kind of triggered me a lot. Yeah. Like, it was really difficult. Like, I got, like, a third of the way through it. And I was like, I cannot read this anymore. Mm-hmm. I even told the professor. I cried in his office. It was, it was horrible. But, like, yeah. So, real deep right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, like... Let go. Let's do it. Yeah, no.
1: I, I could not finish that book. I still have not finished that book. Mm-hmm. I read, like, a third a, of it. It's a fictional book. It's a fiction okay. book. Um, it just, like, dealt with a lot of the stuff that I dealt with growing up. Yeah. And so... I had to, like, tap out of, like, two weeks of class conversation because I yeah. could not do it. And, like, right. my professor was super understanding, so thank God for that. But, see, so, a lot of people probably are going to run into things like that. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, that
1: was probably the worst experience. I do plan to finish that book one That's day, good. though, just yeah. when I'm in a better place I'll to do so. I forward to hearing about
0: you <laughs> finishing the book, yeah. Because so.
1: Dorothy Allison is actually really great and working class Allison literature. Allison
0: Allison? Allison. Okay, I've never read anything by her yeah so no she's yeah, really go good me, Allison
1: yeah. yeah I have two books over by
0: her cool. over there. I already have one of Nicole's books that I've not read it so I'll, it's I'll true. Wait read so no one.
1: more library lending services no, for yet. me
0: <laughs> yeah so my worst experience is also in the capstone class and this was just me being neglectful um in the whole class <clears throat> really so we were assigned to read a text uh and we were quizzed over it most of the class failed the quiz and then he was just straight up he's like do y'all read this book we we're like no, oh, man. We didn't read it. Sorry. And he's like, okay, well, here's writing a 10-page paper about the book. There you so, go. That's yeah. one, so one way to do we that. Um, so, read. Read something. Get some kind of understanding of the Be able to talk
1: about something.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's never been just totally neglected. That
1: sounds like a really bad, like, advice for, like, the learning part of this. <laughs> but, like, it's also, like, about faking it to, like, make it. Like, yeah. again, it always goes back to that, that for me. We've mentioned um, that every episode. So yeah, that. I like, think so.
0: Yeah.
1: But... If you can just talk about something in the text and pay attention in class. If you didn't read the book like specifically, definitely pay attention in class yeah, right. because you need to at least know something, right? <laughs> and then even if you didn't, like, it's really hard for me to motivate myself to go back mm-hmm. and read something that I didn't have time to read before the actual class discussion on yeah. it. But especially if you have final exams or papers to write about this later, it's super important for you to at least have some kind of knowledge Absolutely. and ability to talk about this. Yep. So you have to think about, again, what your goals are for this specific reading assignment. Like, if you know you're going to have to write a 10 page paper on it or you don't know, and then you end up having to like you, Brent. Um,
0: it's always good to read. Yeah. You know.
1: Just do it. Just do it. Nice. Are
0: you, um, are you a big like, like reader, like personal reading? Like outside? Yeah. Of, yeah? yeah. What anything you've read lately that's really good.
1: um, it's really hard for me to read for like enjoyment during school because Same. I'm so overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, I read. I just recently reread *Play as It Lays* by Joan Didion, and ooh. then got a tattoo ooh,
0: ooh.
1: <laughs> from yeah. the book. Um, I really love that book. Nihilism. Joan Didion in general. Her <laughs> documentary comes out on the 27th, which this won't be posted until like Monday Afterwards, after that. Yeah. But hey, I'm excited for it. Check Everyone, it out. watch it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's on Netflix. Yes, okay. it's gonna be on Netflix cool. and.
1: Um, I think her nephew created, like, did it, mm-hmm. and there's actual interviews <clears throat> with Joan, which is rare. Oh, really? Super rare. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited.
0: Cool. That's your weekly recommendation. Yeah, yes. Check out the, the Joan Didion documentary. Yeah, Netflix. that's
1: probably what I'm going to be doing all day Friday because I don't cool. work on Friday. Ah, or Saturday. I'm jealous. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dang. and, okay. yeah, so before we meet up for the Halloween thing, I'm going to be yeah. watching Joan Didion all cool. day probably yeah. twice.
0: <laughs> I can't wait. I hope it's good.
1: <laughs> I hope so, yeah. too.
0: Um, so, reading, and for me, so I was a film major in undergraduate studies, mm-hmm. but for me, literature and film have a very natural kind of connection. Uh, I took a lot of, like, film adaptation classes yeah. in college, um, so do you have any kind of opinions on adaptation? Like, reading and then seeing something? Or, yeah. yeah. Okay,
1: so before we go to talk about adaptations, uh-huh. I want to talk about, like, you know, for you, you said, for you, it's, like, film and literature yeah. like, the same thing. I definitely agree with that, and, like, yeah. one of the big things... And like, if I do end up like being a college professor kind of person, like I want to bring pop culture into the classroom because you can think about like almost anything as a text to be analyzed. And especially if you're like seeing your own lived realities in Mm -hmm. film, music, television, whatever whatever you're consuming on a regular basis. Um, Yeah, no, I think there's definitely connections for that. But that was just like a random little
0: tour. take the teachers that are okay with pop culture.
1: Yeah, you're gonna college. learn a lot more. Yes. You're gonna feel more con- connected to the content. Yeah, it's just be more enjoyable. Yeah, and pop I... culture
0: is a it's a worthy field to study. Yes, that kind of a stigma, or at least it did for me in undergraduate studies. Yeah. It, it's, it's crazy. It because, still is. No, yeah. that is an academic field. Absolutely. Yep. So.
1: Yeah. No, I wrote my capstone on pop culture stuff, yeah. and I like enjoyed that process way more than if I had just been reading like seven articles or books by the same author and then analyzing his themes, which has been done a lot for a lot of authors. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people aren't talking about television in academic contexts. Yeah. So So,
0: there's a market, untapped market. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Go for it. I
1: am. (laughs) Okay. So adaptations. Yeah. Okay. We talked about this briefly. So a couple years ago, 2014 probably. Mm-hmm. I read Gillian Flynn's Gone Girl for the first time. It was the summer before like my junior year, or sophomore year, or something, I don't know, time. But um, and I loved the book. Like I like consumed Wonderful that books. book yeah. so quickly. Um, and then I don't think the movie came out. Did the movie come out that year? No, I that think did. it did because yeah. I I read it like because the movie was coming out. Yeah, I think exactly and I don't yeah. one of my things is I do not watch movies that are based on books. If I plan on reading the book at all, right? Like yeah, before you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah. Read the like book I can't list. watch the book sure. or watch the movie and then read the book because then yeah. it ruins everything. Mm. But yeah, so whenever I saw that movie for the first time, I thought it was amazing. Like I think they did a really good mm-hmm. job of adapting yeah. the novel into the screenplay, and I think that the characters were represented really well, even though it was Ben Affleck, and
0: <laughs> he, did <laughs> he did a good job
1: in that movie. Yeah. In that movie. Fine, not I'll not give him
0: big, that. And Tyler Perry is. A- wonderful in that movie right I why think, is he oh my so gosh. weird in everything else right <laughs> if, he, if, he, if he wants to act like clearly he's good yeah. yeah and
1: what's what's the name of the girl who plays Amy because she was amazing
0: she's wonderful Rosamund Pike
1: is yes great. Yeah. amazing she was also in Pride and Prejudice which really? is in, like the Keira Knightley version I really like that version never read like, or, or seen anything in Pride and Prejudice okay well you should watch the <laughs> Keira Knightley because one it's Keira Knightley and she's amazing and more two more homework I
0: have for myself yeah.
1: um, I think that Rosamund Pike plays Jane Cool.
0: I think she plays Jane. Yeah, yeah, but Gone Girl is a wonderful adaptation. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm very big on saying, on not saying, oh, the book is better. Like, I think <laughs> like that's a very I I say that thing all the time. to say. And it, maybe it's Knowingly true.
1: that, like, yeah, yeah. it's
0: annoying. But it, it's a different thing. <laughs> that's my thing with me is that I, I know it's a different medium. Books mm-hmm. and films make me feel differently. So for me, like, I, I try not to say that, um... But there are some cases where that is appropriate. So mm. same year, no, the year after, a movie called "Me and Earl and the Dying Girl" came out. Uh, it's got Thomas Mann in it, Molly Shannon. Uh, it's it's wonderful. It's a great, hilarious stuff. movie said in high school, uh, but it was one of my favorite movies of that year. Uh, and I knew it was based on a book. It was like "Gone Girl,"s written. The screenplay was written by the same author of the book. Mm-hmm. And I read the book and didn't like it too much. Yeah. So it, it's just weird that things like that can change. Um, but they're both good and birth- I mean, I love the film. And the book is still worth reading, I think. Yeah. But it's just weird that some adaptations can kind of go so well. Yeah. And some just kind of fall flat. Um,
1: yeah, I just watched The Snowman the this Snowman? past Friday. Yeah. I did not read the book.
0: I mm-hmm. don't know if
1: the book's good. But I did read some reviews before slash after I watched the movie. The movie, uh, no. Heard it was I'm, terrible. It was yeah. kind of terrible. I took to a picture of a trash <laughs> can outside of the movie theater. and was like, this is what I just watched. Um, but... Apparently, the book was, like, so much better.
0: Yeah, that's what I, thought so. I Again, though,
1: I cannot read that book because I already yeah. watched the movie.
0: So. so, another kind of similar, like, experience I had, like, Gone Girl. I read the book, The Girl mm-hmm. on the Train, and loved it. It's a yes. great book. And the movie is not terrible.
1: I haven't watched the movie yet. But
0: it's something think. about it. Yeah, it's just not, I'm not sure if they just captured the, the tone of the novel very well. They had to change mm. the settings. So, the book is set oh, in okay. London, and the, the film is set in yeah. New York. And all the no, why lines. did they
1: change the setting then because know. that changes a lot I, I
0: really think. don't understand they had to add a lot of characters to kind of piece together the more uh, complex parts of the novel so it, it's odd I would give it a watch but the book hmm. that is a case where I would say yes the book is is better uh, I would yeah. give it a watch the movie yeah. fair enough Yeah. yeah good conversations
1: yeah great How's your Buffy adventure going?
0: Uh, It's going pretty well. I'm I'm like five or six episodes in now. Uh, So, not taking kind of slow. Uh, I'm super into Mindhunter. There's another adaptation we can talk about. Uh, Nicole has already finished Mindhunter. I have not. I've recommended. I consume
1: television very quickly. I've recommended
0: pretty much everyone I talk to. I am like obsessed with it. Yeah. Just no, it's whole, great. It, it's
1: fantastic.
0: Yeah, the whole serial killer dynamic, because Nicole and I are freaks. We're super into, mm-hmm. you know, murder and serial killers.
1: You're fascinated by
0: it. Yeah. Fast, maybe not into it. Yeah, fascinated. That's a good way. Yeah. yeah uh, but, yeah, it's it's very much, like, if you're a fan of, like, true crime novels, like Anne Rule or whoever, after of Murder in the Podcast, shout out to Karen in Georgia, watch Mindhunter because it's very, very good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Super good. You know, I, like, watched the last, like, week and a half, I spent watching season three of Buffy because. Buffy again is like my security blanket and season three is my favorite season. So
0: I just can't wait I think to
1: that to it. eventually like we're gonna have like a whole episode where we just talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer like, yeah. because that's always been my dream podcast. <laughs> but there's like a good like two or three that I do a really good job with that already, so I don't need to flood the market or anything. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'll get I'll get into it, you know, go on yeah. a binge and then we can kind of break it down. Yeah, my yeah. experience. We can spend like 30 minutes talking about Buffy. that would be, yeah. be great. Yeah. that would be great. Yeah, well thanks for listening, everybody. I guess we'll you'll hear this uh, shortly. Yeah. Yeah. Fun time. Sweet. Peace out. Thanks for listening, everybody.
1: Bye. 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 Yeah, I was so fucking loud on that last
0: episode. What?
1: The last episode of the podcast. He, you were? Yeah.
0: You laugh a lot. I know, but... it was horrible. <laughs>